I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Good day, good people. My name is Brad King, and this is the Downtown Riders Jam video podcast, which is part of the Solidus and Podcast Network. Max the Dog and I are coming to you from deep inside the jam bunker today. Um, the hurricane rain has come to Pittsburgh, so we have been kind of flooded in the house for the last few days. Like, it's been crazy trying to get out of here. I hope everybody who's down south and who has been affected by this is doing okay. Um, it is a crazy time. Uh, since we're all at home and chilling out, we got a really good show today. Uh, I'm really excited for this. Roz Nay is on the program, and her book, The Hunted, is out right now. So I'm going to read you some stuff about her but I'm probably going to tell you more stuff about her as we go. So uh, she's the best-selling author of Hurry Home, which was nominated for uh, the CRC Kobo Best Crime Award in 2020, and Our Little Secret, which won the Douglas Kennedy Prize for Best Foreign Thriller in France. She was, And it was also nominated for the Kobo Emerging Writer Prize for Mystery and the Arthur Ellis Best First Crime Novel Award. So that's a whole bunch of stuff, um, and it's great. It's always wonderful to have books that are well-received and... Um, it is a thing we strive for. Here's what really got me excited. So she's lived and worked in Africa, Australia, the U.S., the U.K. She lives in British Columbia now with her husband and two children. And we spent a lot of time about weird travel, um, particularly that stuff you do when you're young. Like if you're privileged enough to do that and you have time, like I was very lucky that my um, job allowed me to travel and meet people from around the world. So when you're in your 20s and early 30s, like you do some dumbass shit. And it's always nice to meet a fellow traveler who has also done some dumbass shit. And as it turns out, this book is written 
uh, about some people that are traveling and doing some dumbass shit. So it is just like those kinds of people are some of my favorite in the world because they have experiences that you just don't normally get. And so having a chance to talk about that is uh, great. Also makes me a little sad that we're dealing with um, the coronavirus. And uh, here in America, we aren't seeming to try to take the vaccine and fix that so that we can all get back out and travel again. Normally that stuff comes after what I'm about to tell you now, but I got so excited talking about her and, and what she did that um, we did the little intro there. So there you go. We're changing things up here in the bunker. Uh, so a little bit of business before we get to that interview. As you know, the video podcast comes out every Wednesday, uh, Monday and Friday. You can catch that on the Solid Listen Network YouTube channel. You can also catch it over at theridersjam.com. While you're at theridersjam.com, you can do a couple things. You can leave us a review, which would be super great. You can do that through the contact page. You can also leave us reviews uh, through Facebook. It'd be great if you could help us out with that. Um, that is how people find us. Speaking of how people find us, you can also leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and you can tell your friends about us. All of those things help us out. Now, if you are here because you are looking for a book to read, we do book reviews on the website, which is a good way for you to figure out like what should be your next thing. And then if you're going to buy that book, you click on our bookshop link, support local and independent bookstores from across the country. And you can sign up for the monthly newsletter. In that book recommendations, reviews, podcast highlights, all kind of stuff shows up once a month. I don't sell your list. We're not making any money doing this. This is just something that we enjoy. So do all of that stuff. Leave us a review, tell your friends, check out some books, buy some books. Last thing you can do, you can support everybody on the Solid Listen Network. You click on that little Patreon button and for just a couple bucks a month, you'll get access to commercial free episodes and behind the scenes stuff and bonus content from everybody on the network. So I rambled a little bit at the beginning, so there's no sense in rehashing that other than uh, as I look around the bunker and you all can't see it because you're facing this way, but up against the wall and I have all these pictures of um, places that I used to go. So like when I was a professor, my writing partner and his partner both live in Berlin. I had a bunch of friends from Europe. Uh, and so I would, I was like Mark Harmon. I know I've talked about this before. Like, I, like the day school ended, like I was on a plane to Europe and I would spend three months over there just kind of bouncing around with my friends. Like the e Eastern Europe is one of the most interesting places I've ever been. Um, and it was just, I never felt as free in my life and never felt as who I am as when I was on the road. And I don't know if that was just because you're free from the burdens of all of like bills and daily life and getting up and work clothes and all that stuff that sort of is, I mean, bills are still here, but some of that other stuff in the pandemic is gone. But it was the time I was most creative. It was the time I felt most free. It was the time that I felt most alive. And so talking to Ross today just sort of brought that back. And as I look around this place that you cannot see, and even a lot of the little knickknacks that are sort of hidden around here are all from that time, or many of them are from that time. And not all of the traveling that I did was overseas. A lot of it was here in the country, like, uh, and we won't talk about that stuff today because that's not really what this is about. But I've also spent a lot of time sleeping in truck stops and just go staying in hostels in America and just sort of doing shit. And it is 
a thing that I miss probably more than anything else in the world. So Roz and I talked a lot about that today. Not so much my stuff, but her stuff, our stuff, our collective stuff. And I'm excited for you to get to hear that. And thank you for stopping by the bunker today to spend about 30, 35 minutes with Max and I. I hope that your day is going well. I know there's a lot of crazy climate shit going on out here. Uh, fires, hurricanes, all of that stuff, the Delta variant. There's a lot of things. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Be kind to each other. And I hope that for the next 30 minutes, you can sit back, forget some of your troubles, enjoy my conversation with Roz May. All right. The Hunted, I'm lifted up. The Hunted is about uh, an American couple who take a job overseas in Africa. And they, it's a dive job on this very remote little uh, dive camp on a tiny island off the coast of Tanzania, east coast of Africa. And they get there and they're not very comfy. They haven't really backpacked before. They're not very good at it. They have a bit of a shaky start. And then they run into this other couple who seem super cool and they're really good looking and very suave. And they want to hang out and they form this happy little foursome, traveling foursome. Um, and go to the island together and then obviously uh, couple A realises that there's something very wrong with couple B <laughs> and they can't get rid of them. So yeah, that's kind of it never, in a nutshell. You never trust pretty people when you meet them on the road. Never try. No, that... and never form a happy foursome when you haven't, <laughs> you don't know who they are. That's rule one of yeah. traveling, like be nice in the <laughs> hostel, but not too nice. <laughs> yeah, don't give them, don't give them your home addresses. <laughs> no. <laughs> so um, one of the things that I'm interested in uh, just sort of um, about you is that you've lived and worked like all over the place. Like, how does that come about? Yeah, I mean, I've I've, I've got a running competition with my husband and currently I'm winning it. I've been to 28 countries and uh, yeah, I lived in a bunch of them. I lived in Australia for five years. And I think what happened with me is through my 20s, I just really prioritized traveling and yeah. adventure and that's what really I was really going after it and I think that led to a decade of tons of tons of fun stuff or actually looking back on it quite dangerous stuff which I'm now writing books about yeah, yeah. that's why that was where that question came from yeah right. <laughs> having traveled yeah. all over the world um myself not as much as as you guys but like you know, you do stuff and you're like, oh, I'm traveling. This Like, it's sort of like not real when you're doing it. Yeah. And when you're young as well, like you think you're immortal and invincible. And I made decisions that I would be horrified if my daughter made them too. Like I, The Hunted is based on everything. I went to that dive camp. I lived it. I was there. And so it was a really fun book to write because it was all the details were things that I remember. Yeah. So, um, and that's, I'm doing the same with the next one that I'm writing at the moment. I'm basing it on some yeah. dodgy I like, adventure ahead. I feel like you might be doing that with the next several books. Yeah, I'm hoping to. We've <laughs> <laughs> got lots of, of material. One of the premises of the show, and I talk about it all the time, is that writers are always, like everything we do, whether it's fiction, nonfiction, doesn't matter. It always comes from some question. And the question, it may be from your life, it may not be from your life, but the question comes from, something that you're interested in so just as i was looking and it's all that travel i'm like oh this must be a it's almost having traveled a lot it's almost like it's not it's not trauma but you sort of look back on it and are like how did i survive this yeah yeah exactly how did that not go wrong yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, I know. So, but it's also a bit nostalgic like it was really nice fun to go back to that and just uh, turn it a bit so it turns horrible 
Yeah. But, you know, it's fun to have all that material and know it. Yeah. And like, you know, as I, particularly when I talk to memoirists, um, as they're telling hard stories, one of the things they always say is like, it's a reclaiming of my story, right? Like this isn't mm. therapy dealing with it. It's just being able to say, well, I'm going to process this by making this my story, right? So like clearly those things were in your head when, I mean, I've traveled. I've like, I stayed at this bombed out hostel in, in Hungary where like nobody spoke English and the computer didn't work. And like, you'd go to bed at night. Like, I mean, I hope I wake up tomorrow. <laughs> it's perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But, but right, like exactly, you, it's such good material. But as you're sitting down to write it, like how much of that is like as you're as you're like writing it, are you just like processing your life as well? Like they're different, uh, right? Yeah, like the story yeah. is like it, there totally is that element though, and I think actually writing it through that the pandemic we just lived through was really it was almost like escaping back into a time when it wasn't quite as complicated. You know, there is a lot more freedom and and travel. I just miss it. I miss I miss going places. So I think maybe that was part of what I was tapping into as well. Yeah. But definitely, it's like sifting through a little memory box, and it's fun to do yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. It's you know, it's one of the things I always talk about with my writer friends is like you know, we'll tell stories, and I'm sure you do this, uh, where you're like in the middle of the story you're telling, you're like, holy shit, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but it's yeah, still did gets, I do that? Yeah. Yeah, but it still gets to be your story. So you're like, Well, I'm gonna turn it into this horror thing because that didn't happen. So mm -hmm. like it's sort of a way it just could to, have. Yeah, yeah, but it's just it a way have. to breathe that experience <laughs> and I think feel yeah. Um I don't not process it because you're not processing when you're writing because it's all there. But like, I don't know, like as I look back, the closer I get to the end, the more I look back, it's a it's a like, what the hell did that mean? And how did that happen? And yeah, all of that kind of I stuff. know. And who was I then? Yeah. yeah. Do you miss that yeah, person? Totally. Really? And I think that's I think that when I think about that decade, it just feels very vibrant. And there was it was the freest I ever was, I think. Yeah. Um. I had jobs and then I'd quit them and I'd do whatever I want and I was single and I, you know, it's just like, yeah, do what you want. And so I do miss that. I am nostalgic about that. Yeah. I think. Do you, you know, sometimes I'll think about those times. Like I used to write all the time. Like when I was doing that crazy shit, it was like, I would get home and just furiously write. And now I'm 49 and I get home and I'm like, Oh, pajamas. Yeah. Like, do you, do yeah. you, do you still find that energy? Like the, as you are sort of going back through that, cause a lot of your writing is, a, is through this, right? Like this is what we've sort of talked about. Do you find that gives you energy to write? Uh, to look back, you, yeah, you mean like, like look at me? Yeah, I think so. I mean, yes. Like tapping I felt into like that. The, yeah, because it is kind of re-energizing. Yeah, I'm 49 as well, by the way. And I get what you mean about pajamas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and you have you have <laughs> but, a family. I just have a dog. So that makes the right. pajamas even more important. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. But it is, yeah, I felt like I was back there. And I yeah. think that that is when I was writing Hunted. And I feel like that is very energizing. Yeah. yeah. So as you move forward, and this is like, I, I don't need to know what you're working on next, because that's the worst question to ever write or ask mm. a writer. But do you think you'll spend time in those places as you're working on stuff and then go somewhere else with the writing? Or do you think like, this is sort of like, cause you've, I'm guessing you've been to 28 countries. You have a lot of experiences. I've got a, <laughs> quite a lot of material of, yeah, I've got material of choices I made that could have gone really wrong. And yeah. I'm gonna I think work my way through those and make them go wrong. 
in the books and that and that will take about another two or three books I think yeah and then I, I mean I'm really I think I've found my genre I think I was a thriller writer, but now I feel like I'm trying to, or I'm kind of moving into travel thriller writer, which yeah. is exactly where I want to be. So, so that's the place um, that you like. So like your whole yeah, life really it. has been about, I yeah, mean, you, all those you look years. back and draw the line yeah. and you're like, I needed to do this so hey, that I could write yeah. this. So to my parents, or that decade I spent drifting around aimlessly that you were really worried about me was so, such important research. <laughs> it's you didn't you didn't have to worry it was going to be useful but it's the truth right like nothing is a story <laughs> until you get to the end and look back nobody's right. line is straight yes that's exactly <laughs> right yeah yeah I remember spending a lot of time in my 20s as much as I say I was so free and I was all youthful I remember being a bit worried because I didn't really know what I was doing yeah but I would say to myself now you know it was it was there it was all you were always coming here yeah you know it's, I've told people, you know, whenever young writers have asked me, like, how did you get your career? I'm like, what I'm about to tell you won't help you at all. Like, no, yes. like nothing I tell you will be of help to you. <laughs> yeah. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores. And it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free. And when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. You know, like, yeah, that's all right. You've got to kind of find your way there. And, and everything you do will be useful, though. That's what I didn't know then. I think, is, do you think it's useful because, did you always want to be a writer? Like, did you know, like, no. this, Oh, so that just happened. So that ruined. Yeah, my no, theory. I didn't know I had it. I didn't have. It. I didn't know I had it in me. I think I was. I think I was behaving like a, a writer. I just didn't know it. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> well, I was. I had the little journal, a travel journal, sure. and I would write in it every night. But it wasn't like today. I went to this beach, and like it was snippets of. Yeah. images or dialogue or things that struck me and I think that's quite rightly like I I'm using 
all of that now yeah. like I yeah I think I wrote in terms of I, I don't think everybody's journals look like that and, no you know no normal people's journals don't look like that writers journals no like yeah yes <laughs> but I didn't know that yeah I didn't I don't think I had the confidence to think I had a book in me until I was like I don't know 40 or something Really? Or when did I get published? I I got published in 20, 2017. Yeah. And I didn't even take a, a writing class till about 2012. Really? So, yeah, I think it was a confidence thing or a realizing thing. It's, you know, yeah. it's I, one of the things that I, and I, I don't, I, it's hard to teach people to be a writer. Like, I sort of don't believe mm. you can teach them to be a writer. You can teach them mm. form and craft and you can teach them the tools of that. But there's something about you have to be external to a situation and spend a lot of time examining it and trying to understand something to write about it. So mm -hmm. as I've known a bunch of, you know, like I said, my writing partner lives in Germany. I've known a lot of people who are expats who just kind of wander and they're per most of them are writers and they're perpetually on the outside of whatever they're doing. Did mm. that feel like what you were doing as you were traveling? Um, I felt like I was, I was definitely in the adventure. I just didn't know I was recording it for the purpose of turning it into books later. You know, I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't know I was a writer. I just noticed things and wrote them down. Yeah. So I feel like I, I knew I was an adventurer, but I didn't know any of the other stuff. But part yeah. of being an adventurer is, oh, I know I can get off this plane or train and not know mm -hmm. anything and figure it mm -hmm. out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And that's what you live for. And that's right. what I miss, actually. Yeah. yeah. But that's what that's I mean about being a writer is that yeah. is that you live on the outside and you're like, well, how does this work? And then you spend yeah, a lot of time trying yeah. to figure out how that shit works. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And I suppose we were living like that. And then so it fits the what you end up doing. <laughs> yeah. Time. yeah. It's yeah. so, you know, it's maddening as a writer. Because, like I always tell people, like you can be a doctor and like to be a doctor, it's like go to medical school do rent like there's a path it's not an easy path but there's mm. like a path and to become a writer it's like oh you know mm. like you have to write the book or the thing but like <laughs> how do you do that like everybody's different yeah but I've always believed that the way you did it is the right the I'm putting right in quotes which is yeah go live a life and figure out what you want to say yeah yeah and and then believe that actually it's worth saying because well, I think a, that's part of it too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a whole yeah. different. There's a certain both narcissism and absolute like lack of faith in yourself. Like it's a weird <laughs> existence. I know, and they they're equally as strong. It's, it's so funny. <laughs> yeah. That's true. <laughs> like I must say this, but really, <laughs> but can I? Yeah. yeah. Does anybody care? <laughs> like certainly somebody said this better than me before. Yes, I totally understand that. Yeah, every writer who's ever put pen to paper is like, yeah, that's that is the duality of our existence. Yeah. So, so finding your way into so, it's just it's it's always fascinating to me because I think the the hardest part of being a writer is doing what you just said, which is, I found my place, I found my niche, I found where my voice and life come together to allow me to say something like, do you ever sit back and realize like what a big gift that is to find how your art and life have come together? Yeah, I do feel, I know it is a perfect feeling when you take a minute, when you take a minute in amongst thinking, Oh my God, I've got to write another one. <laughs> when you, when you take a minute, it's like, 
God, that is brilliant. Yeah, to think that's a perfect job. It's your perfect job. Yeah. If you can get past all the, you know, stress and anxiety that yeah. always goes with it. Well, that, yeah. And the absolute, yeah. I'm a fraud, like, and I've done it once. Yeah. Uh -oh. And everyone's <laughs> waiting and I can't do it and I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. yeah. All of those things. Yeah. But it, I think that's the hardest thing for writers is, it, you know, finding finding your voice and the thing that you want to say and the way that you want to say it. Like the writing, I don't think writing is hard. I think it's all the other stuff is hard because once you get mm. it, like like once you know what you want to do, you may not know if the next book's going to be good, but I'm guessing you have a pretty good idea of like how to proceed. Yeah, I'm getting I'm getting better at that. Yeah, yeah. how do you actually tell a story? Yeah, it is. That's quite hard though. I mean, it's hard to because especially <laughs> in the genre, they're quite formulaic, and I didn't know the formula. But I'm learning it. I think yeah. I'm, I think I'm figuring it out. Yeah, it's you yeah. know I've interviewed several TV writers who have switched to novels, and they said the best thing they they learn more about telling a story through TV because the formula is so fit. right. And so they're like, mm -hmm. oh, at minute seven, you do this. At minute nine, you yeah. do this. So when they sit down to write, they're like, they're not having that artist thing where they're like, well, I can't follow a formula because that's not creative. And they're like, no, no, the formula allows you to be creative. It's your scaffold. Yeah, that's what I'm learning. Yeah. And I've talked to people that know a lot about screenwriting. Like Robin Harding's a really good friend of mine. And yeah. she has had long chats with me. Like, it's a screenplay. It's a three-act play. You've got to, on page 60, this has to happen. On page it's crazy, it right? It's like that. I know. But it's it makes it so much easier once you figure that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm like you. Like I never studied this stuff. Like I was a no. journalist, but I never studied it. So a lot of what I do now is like, and I don't write fiction, but like I'll sit down and read books and go, okay, what's happening on page ten through thirty or ten yes. through fifteen? And it's like, oh, this yeah. is this happening. And right. You just sort of like go, all right, that's the thing. That's what now, I'm doing. Yeah, and yeah. this, yeah, I am writing one at the moment that we don't need to talk about, but I am totally. Uh, following that formula okay now I'm in this stage right that's good this is the pages are adding up. yeah I'm on the right page for this yeah. to be happy and it's it's a different way to write yeah but it, I think it cuts out a lot of all the muddle that you can get into <laughs> yeah. yeah and at least when you get lost then there's that moment of like okay what am I supposed to be doing yeah where's the it's like a map isn't it yeah yeah and yeah. it, the map doesn't always, you know, it's not always clear, but you're like, okay, at least I know I'm I'm going north and that's where I should be going. Yeah. And not yeah, wandering got... into the jungle. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> with, a, totally. with batteries and no backup. And you're like, I hope this doesn't run out of light. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like we used to do in the yeah. in our twenties. Yeah. It's I mean, I don't know about like now when I go hiking, because I hike all like we live in the mountains, so like I go all over the place. And when I go, I always go with a 40 liter backpack and it has like back up. i got food i got blankets i mean it's like mm. i'll be hiking on trails that people go and my friends make fun of me and i'm like you know that dude that had to cut his arm off you know the 127 oh, no. like everybody thinks they're safe until you're not i'm like one wrong hey. turn on a trail and you're lost <laughs> you're you're the guy that we need to go hiking with yeah i'm still not that organized but yeah <laughs> I should be. Should have learned, really. Yeah, that, so it's probably yeah. good that you're still not traveling the world because you've gotten <laughs> you've gotten smart maybe. enough, just smart enough to think I won't get in trouble. <laughs> maybe I won't do that. Yeah, this, yeah. yeah. <laughs> My hiking partner and I are always like, we're smart enough to get ourselves in trouble. We're not geniuses. We're smart <laughs> enough to get in trouble. That's who we are. Right. So oh, when all this is over, assuming the pandemic at some point will be over, we're hoping, knock wood, um, so people mm. get their goddamn shots. Um, 
are you guys planning travel? Like, is there like another adventure that you have planned? Well, yeah, I would like to. Um, I mean, I'd firstly desperately need to get back to England. I haven't seen my parents in like two years and they're getting on a bit. So I feel a bit anxious to get back and see all the, my family in England. But I think the, the, I really want to take a month and go with my family and I'd love to go back to Australia. Because we, my son was born there and we haven't been back. I mean, we left 15 years ago. Wow. I'd just quite like to take the family and go back and surf our way up the East Coast would be really nice. That's a little bit of a dream. That's and dumb. and actually, that's where I've, I'm setting the current book. So it would Research. be a complete ta tax write-off, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's the most writer thing ever. Like, the new book is there. So Let's know. go there. Yeah, <laughs> everywhere we go is... I'm not yeah. saying that I'm familiar with that, but I have seen that happen before by other I, writers. I haven't done it, but I was thinking, God, I should have gone to Africa when I was writing this. That would have been brilliant. <laughs> uh, missed it. Yeah. yeah. But now you know. <laughs> now for the next ones, you know. like. Yeah, right. I, Set I it somewhere you'd like to go. I Look, I was a uh, graduate assistant for a very, very famous writer who I have talked about on the show. We do not get along. But I know for a fact he's written books when his house needed an extension on it. So I feel like tax write-offs because you're surfing with the family, that should fall under the category of, yeah, sure. Yeah, why not, <laughs> hey? <laughs> we don't make yeah. enough money in the arts. We should get tax benefits. We deserve it. We, <laughs> we should treat ourselves. <laughs> so uh, The Hunted is out. Is it in Canada or is it like in Europe too? It's in, no, it's in Canada. Uh, came out in Canada last week. Um, and I've heard a few rumors it might be out in Europe, but nothing signed and sealed yet. Yeah. And it's coming out in the States. There's a bit of a lag. It's coming out next year in the States. The good thing is yeah. we can order stuff from Canada now. Yeah, there you go. We're, we're not allowed to cross the border because we're a bunch of hillbillies, <laughs> but I, the mail will go. <laughs> That's all you need, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it really service. is. Um, this has been lovely. You are um, like fantastic and i honestly could probably spend three hours just probing about same here. all yeah, the places totally. that you went <laughs> oh and you sounds like yeah we've got we need to chat more no, next i'm to write another one so that we can have another yeah. chat and or let me know when you're going because there's a good chance you know how it is like when you travel those places you always end up in like the expat coffee shop or the bookstore there's always some place where like everybody gathers and like there's a bookstore in hungary I can't remember the name of it. I have it in my journal in Budapest. And it's literally where um, the kids who work there are all trying to perfect their English. And so all the expats go there and like we get off the train and like that's where you go. And you're like, what should we be doing? And everybody just tells you what to do in town. Perfect. Yeah. That's so good to know that. It kind of unlocks a place. Hey, when you oh, my God. That. It's great. And you just feel safe. Like if things go wrong, not that they're really going to go wrong, where you're like, well, I can go there and be like, what just happened? go to the bookshop that's perfect <laughs> yeah and everybody speaks uh english and you're like all right you also feel i don't know if you've had this experience but it always feels weird when i'm in a major capital city like berlin or whatever um prague and everybody speaks english and i'm like i feel like this is this is what imperialism looks like i <laughs> know uh, you always feel a bit awkward i always try when i'm in france I always try and speak french and then they just answer me in english and i feel really deflated yeah in germany they do the same thing yeah yeah I, you know it's trying really hard but no my yeah. favorite uh i was trying to order 
I was trying to order a coffee with no milk and knocked and neeked in my head. They, I just been a while. And like one is no and one is night. And I kept ordering night milk. <laughs> and this woman is looking at me and I, <laughs> and I was like, knocked milk, knocked milk. And finally this woman walks out from the back and she says, no milk. And I was like, ah. <laughs> yeah like, we the, have to just keep trying though right it's important yeah well listen you guys stay safe and have a good time um i'm super excited to uh read this book because i have gotten into these the thriller genre over the pandemic and now it's like 80 percent of what i read perfect yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's great oh well, right. thanks for having me thanks yes. so much have a great day you too thank you well there you have it that was Roz Nay. her book The Hunted is out right now and um, I want to go travel right now after all of that conversation which is clearly not happening because Max is sick and uh, the Delta variant is happening and apparently nobody is allowed to leave America anymore so uh, but it was wonderful to talk to her and I love spirits like that like people like her I just I fucking think uh, they're fantastic and I can't wait to read The Hunted before we get out of here, just a couple reminders. If you like what you heard today, two favors that I ask at the top of the show. Tell your friends about us and leave us a review on either on Apple uh, Podcast. Don't know why I forgot where the fuck it was. Uh, or go over to our Facebook page and you can leave us a review there. Both of those things are really helpful. While you're at it, don't forget to check out all the other programs on the Solid Listen Podcast Network, including the flagship Mother May I Sleep With Podcast with host our solid listen podcast queen molly mclear and don't forget we have these video podcasts coming out every monday and friday ish over the next like four or five weeks we got a ton of them in the can you can get them on the solid listen network youtube channel you could watch them through the downtown writers over at the website or you can always catch the audio wherever you listen to podcasts and speaking of the Jam is out every Wednesday, so make sure you get yourself subscribed so you never miss any of our episodes. And remember, you can always catch us on Twitter and Instagram at The Writer's Jam. Until the next time, I will see you around the internet. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.